Rove McManus, Sam Frost. Today FM. Rove McManus, Sam Frost. Today FM. One of Australia's hottest acting stars, Rachel Taylor, is about to appear in the new Marvel Netflix TV series, Jessica Jones. Rachel also appeared in the Australian hit Red Dog, a movie we loved, but we did get dust in our eyes at the end. It wasn't tears, it was dust. Can we change the topic? It's getting dusty again. I am here with the lovely Samantha Frost. Sam, hello. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Sam Frost. I have more questions for you than I'm sure you have for me. Oh, my okay, God, I just can't even it. believe you know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a fan of you. Oh, equally. I'm so intrigued by how your experience has been and now you're on this fancy radio show I with Rove and I would love to know what's kind of how your brain is going through all of those Little changes. That's huge. Awesome. Well, um, thank you. And oh, I, I'm, I was, I'm a little bit stressed today, actually. But um, right, yeah. you know what? It's so, it's so much fun. And I get mm. paid to talk rubbish with Rove. And, you know, we laugh all the time. It's what the dream. And, and it's just, it's been a massive whirlwind. And I feel very, uh, it feels very surreal, actually. And, yeah, um, totally. I so completely relate to the whirlwind factor that you go, oh, this is kind of, I'm yeah. sort of like, it's like I'm noshing on more than I ever really dreamed of and yeah. sometimes I'm like wait what okay all right I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling with it exactly and I still feel like normal old daggy me so yeah um it's weird Snap. When... well you're not daggy at all you're super chic and beautiful no no hair and makeup oh, and stylist this team is so great be right you back guys. Bonding. we're bonding um, we're hang out more often <laughs> I can hear Rob in the background going yeah yeah girls I get it I get it you're both really girly but back to back to stuff I'm like counting down till pillow fight on a bed it's actually nice for a change because everyone every single guest we've ever had it's like oh my god Oh, right, right. I'm just like, Sam Frost, oh, my God, that's it. <laughs> Sorry for yelling in your ear, by the way. Sorry about that. I got carried away. Rachel, Rachel, at the moment, in Jessica Jones, you you actually are playing a radio host yourself. I know. So it is new days for us, especially for one S. Frost. Uh, mm. Any tips you've picked up from your fictitious radio job that you could you could help us or, or oh, her gee, with? Not really. I was I was pretty nervous about the radio component of this part, actually, and mm. I kind of experimented with some radio announcer voices Rain and us. just went, oh, that's just, you can't do that, Taylor. That's, just <laughs> not, that's not good. Um, but, you know, she's kind of a very, um, I play Trish, Trish Walker and... Um, uh, she's very, she's quite an earnest mm. radio host, and and you know, American radio is a bit different to Australian radio in the sense that it's just a bit less, um, it's just more earnest, I think. So it's more of that NPR-y kind of, yes. you know, she talks about very kind of serious subjects, and you know, she has a, you know, a classical musician on the show as a mm. guest, and it's kind of, it's not the kind of, it's not the kind of radio talk show host that I would probably be like, I think, in real life. But I did have a play with some of the voices and and wished, of course, that I'd have spoken to both of you and radio announcers before I'd I'd done it. But it was was an interesting one and it sits within a kind of noir kind of overall tone of the show. So I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't quite do the kind of radio radio show that maybe I would have wanted to do. Now, I am already a huge fan of Daredevil on Netflix. Oh, awesome. Isn't it so great? Oh, I know, my God, it's so good. What was on? No, 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 no. I just got really excited and had to talk very quickly. I re- No, I really love it. It's, I was just confirming. I agree. It is so good. It's a really good show, really well put together. Um, and we're coming from the same sort of uh, part of the Marvel Universe for Jessica Jones, correct? Correct. 
what they're doing is this. It's it's quite interesting. So, the defenders characters they're doing this kind of defenders uh, platform on Netflix. So, Daredevil was the first instalment of those defenders superheroes, and Jessica Jones is the second one. And, and there's going to be uh, Luke Cage coming up after that, and maybe potentially a, a couple more, which I couldn't possibly mention. You know, less the kind of Marvel, you know, special special force squad comes and kind of assass- assassinates me for spilling Stan secrets. Stan Lee himself will will hunt you totally, down. Totally, yeah. Um, that's quite that's quite a real thing for Marvel. I think they actually probably do have that that special agents op squad of Marvel secrets people. But but I, you know, I think for people that have seen Daredevil, they'll be really into Jessica Jones because obviously, you know, there's some similarities in tone. But at the same time, if you're not a fan of Daredevil, which is kind of, you know, the, the shows are quite different. Jessica Jones is more of a psychological thriller, I guess, and it has that really distinct female empowerment bent. It's about a kind of a flawed, complicated female character. So whether you're a fan of Daredevil or a fan of Marvel comic books in general, I think Jessica Jones will be satisfying. But if, you, if you're not a fan or if you're not familiar with either of those things, I think... Um, Jessica Jones has the potential to kind of speak to people that aren't comic book fans because I wasn't really, you know, I, I like comic books, but, you know, I grew up in, in Tasmania in the 80s and 90s, so that's pre-Google. Um, so <laughs> co- comic, comic book culture wasn't really kind of a part of, you know, Lonnie. That wasn't really a thing that, a thing that we did. So I'm new to the comic book world as well and, and still really like it as a, as a show that exists separately to kind of comic book culture too. So do you do you find, as you sort of mentioned, with, with being part of the, the Marvel franchise and they're very tight on things, I know even when they shoot Daredevil, they can't even sort of let out where the location is for fear someone will take a photo while they're shooting. Like for you, totally. for you on even on set, are you allowed to take sh- pictures of stuff? I know you obviously you're on social media with Twitter and Instagram. Do you? Do you have to get well, things approved? How super strict are they? Well, that's a that's a good a good point. I had I took like a seven month long sabbatical from Twitter and Instagram because I I mean I was at work like sixteen or seventeen hours a day, so there there's not a great deal of like you know what do I want to do? Take a photograph of myself when I'm like you know blacked out in bed, going God that was a really long day, you know. So I didn't we weren't really allowed to take many snaps and tweets and and pictures and stuff while we were actually shooting. Even down to things like, you know, there's another great Aussie actor in this show called Will Will Travell that people will probably remember from All Saints. He's a really good mate of mine now. But he wasn't allowed to show pictures of his face on Instagram because his character had a different look to what he normally has in real life. So he wasn't able to kind of... So we kind of all just disappeared a a little bit, that we all, all became kind of quite paranoid about revealing secrets. But I do think... I think they're on to something. I think it's worth it because we've made a really good show. We've got a show that's got a bunch of little kind of Easter egg surprises through it for people that are fans of the Alias comic book because it's, it's based on a comic book called Alias. You know, it, there's lots of little surprises. So it would have been a shame to kind of inadvertently walk into something and having have, have, have reveal half the plot in a tweet or even allude to it. And it's good to keep the mystery alive, obviously, when it comes to these big productions. But, you know, obviously uh, super superhero movies and TV shows are often, you know, criticised for not shining enough light on female characters. So how does it feel to be uh, one of the first shows where you finally have a female lead? Yeah, well, I think this is kind of, this show is the answer to that deficit in a way in terms of you know gender equality on television and and look there are a bunch of really interesting female characters on tv as a matter of fact i 
personally think we're in a bit of a golden age of television and I think um, TV's out on front, out in front rather, um, in terms of a more balanced gender approach. I think, you know, there's a bunch of really, you know, Claire Danes in Homeland and then you've got, you know, the funny side of things with Julia Louis-Dreyfus on Veet and there's some really cool kind of female protagonists around. But but I think what's interesting about our show is is two things. Well, one, you know, our character is so... Our lead female character, Jessica Jones, is so complicated and flawed and messy. And I do think women, you know, as portrayed on television, are, are usually expected or asked to be more perfect or more simple than their male counterparts in a way. So, so the fact that our show allows, I mean, Jessica Jones is a drinker, she's a reluctant superhero, she's suffering from PTSD, um, you know, she's kind of, she's in it, and she's also really sassy and kind of a bit rude to people sometimes, you know, so I think I, I really welcome the kind of more complicated, messy, imperfect portrayal of women. But yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to do it as well, kind of just expanding on that a bit, is is that there's a really messy female friendship at the centre of this show, which is between my character and, and Jessica Jones. And sometimes I felt like I've watched TV of all, all shows that I love and I've seen girls that are on screen and they're friends, but their relationships are almost kind of a little bit simple in a way. Like they're only ever talking about guys or shoes. <laughs> and yeah. our show doesn't do that. Our, the, the friendship between my character and, and Jessica Jones is much more messy it's very loyal, but sometimes it's complicated and, and they fall out and it's a bit codependent in places and they get jealous of each other. It's just got more kind of meat on the bone in terms of like, oh, my God, has he called you yet? Or, yeah, gee, exactly. those are really cute shoes. I think, it's, I think it sounds great. And then, of course, added to that, I mean, that, that's obviously where you're at now with the series and, and it's great to know that you've got that up your sleeve. But when you're debuting this, its first real test at New York Comic Con... <laughs> That's got to be really terrifying. I know, you know, obviously you, you guys were praised for uh, some of the darker uh, tones in the show, things like sexual assault and PTSD. But when you're going out there prior to this to present it to the hardcore Comic-Con audience, where are your feelings? Are, you, are, you, are your stomach, is, is everything up in your throat? Is, you know, the, the blood's really pumping. How did you think it was going to be received? Because also we were sharing a panel with the Daredevil folks. Um, so they played a trailer for Daredevil. And obviously, I mean, Daredevil has just smashed it out of the park in the US and people love it. So we were in front of a couple of thousand people that were familiar and loved something, you know, very, very much that they were already on the hook for Daredevil. So when Jeff Loeb, who's the head of Marvel Television, announced that we were going to actually screen the pilot for, for these fans, there was a little bit of like, oh, God, I hope if they're fans of Daredevil that were able to live up, you know, the thing that they came here was not necessarily for us. They came here for kind of Daredevil and that panel, and we're kind of tagging along the back of it. You kind of go, oh, God, I hope I hope that we can live up to, you know, their expectation because Daredevil has set the bar really high. But but I think we did it, and I think we were, we were kind of protected in a way because the shows really are quite different. Um, they're different in tone, you know, they're different in genre. Daredevils has a kind of a real athleticism to it, and, and um, Jessica Jones is, is much more sort of psychological. So I think they were able, the fans were really able to see that not only have we made something that's really good and enjoyable and, and quite funny in parts, um, but also we're able to see that Marvel are, are doing this thing with the Defenders where each 
different installation of, of the um, Marvel characters is going to have their own point of view. And I think they really respected that. Um, but it was pretty exhilarating. Comic-Con was so fun. I really like that Marvel has this kind of... They kind of invert the Hollywood system in a way that I really feel like I've borrowed my character, who's part of the Marvel comic book universe. She's one of the oldest female characters. But I feel like I've borrowed her from the fans. I feel like she really belongs to them, that I just get to loan her for a minute and I'm just going to try and be gentle with her. <laughs> so they don't, they don't really care so much about the kind of Hollywood sycophantic actor thing. They, what they care about is the characters that, that belong to them, the comic book characters that they know and love. And they hope that you do a good job of it. They don't kind of automatically assume that you're cool just because you're there. They really kind of actively wait to see if you handle their their thing with kid gloves in a way. And I quite I quite like that. I think in some ways it's actually a little bit healthier than just kind of, you know, putting actors on a pedestal for no good reason. Mm. I agree, which is why... I think you've talked enough, Rachel Taylor, I think, uh, about yourself. Yeah, I'm I think we've given you a good opportunity to, to talk about <laughs> your new show, Jessica Jones, which premieres November 20 on Netflix. But let's get to the real crux of it here. Oh. Yeah, hit it. You have the chance to ask the bachelorette herself, <laughs> Sam Frost, whatever you would want. Oh, cut it out. I know, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Go crazy. Here it is. Okay. Over to you. Take it. What do you want to know? Oh, okay. So, what do you look for in the man when the cameras aren't rolling. Oh, I wasn't expecting... Okay. Um, what am I oh, looking for? Not someone uh, who can make me laugh and someone who I can feel completely free within myself mm. and who just embraces it and goes, oh, wow, you're a really cool chick, even though, much like the character, uh, yep. messy and not perfect and... Um, yeah, and just embraces the imperfections. That's why people love you, though. That's why we love people on television, when they're messy and not perfect and don't try to be something that they're not, I reckon. Well done. So, Rachel, do you, do you approve of Sasha? Do you approve of Sam's choice of uh, her bachelor? Totally. Oh, yeah, go. I think you nailed it, girlfriend. Oh, sure. thank you. Oh, um, wow. But, but one more. Like, so when the cameras are not rolling... Yes? Does, is this... Is this uh, do you think that the reality TV show format is part of the chemical reaction that you have with another person? So when the cameras all go away, is it still there? Is it still intact? Yeah, it's probably even more so. Um, oh, that's good. I, yeah, I think because we're just so, um, you know, we can just do whatever we want and we don't have boundaries. And we're just, we just, I, I think I got very lucky, to be perfectly honest, because there was a very good chance that it it might not have worked. I might not have had that uh, chemistry with someone. But then, yeah, I, I just feel like I hit the jackpot and I found uh, someone who just, yeah. Uh, I love that. I'm such a hopeless romantic. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, and there's that great quote, isn't there, as well? <laughs> I forget who says it, but there's someone that says, you're likely to find the love of your life in any small town anywhere in the world. And I kind of always, I always thought about that when I was watching your show, that I was like, well... You know, a reality TV show is just as good as anywhere, isn't it? That you yeah. go, that chances are if you put 30 people or however many in a room, there's going to be one person there that you're going to be able to have a really authentic soul connection with. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
I think it's great. I'm very happy for you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and look, oh. if we're talking loves, I have to ask you about David Tennant, who is starring in this show with you. Oh, I was waiting for you to bring oh, that what? up. Oh, what? I have to mention to the listening audience that he was only the 10th Doctor in Doctor Who. Oh. I know. Well, I will. Doctor Who. But Rachel, uh, I'm going to let Sam leave the studio if she needs to. <laughs> All oh, he my talks God. about is Doctor Who. How, ama- how amazing is he? Oh, you know what? He's such a good bloke, David. And he's just kind of, he's got that lovely English actor thing. He's just super professional and normal and not Hollywood. Mm. And he's just um, far out when people see him on the street. He's kind of a massive, because he doesn't carry himself like he's a massive superstar, but he really is. He's Dr. Bloody Who! He's Dr. Bloody Who! I know, I know, but he just he seems just like a normal fellow. And mm. when you're on the street kind of shooting with him, doing a scene, people go absolutely mental. They go mental, and he's so gracious. Those people are all like roves just oh, running around. Uh, my sonic screwdriver just moved. Yep. That's all I what? am saying. Oh, oh, man. Hey, I feel weird about everything. That got creepy right <laughs> yeah, at the end. I, kind of, I sort of didn't know quite where to take it. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. You came to the right place. I'm pretty sure. Driver. I, hey, I think... let's get us out of this hole. Rachel Taylor, oh. we have a bit on this show. It is the random question hat. It is a very simple process where from uh, listeners at home mm. or other guests like yourself, oh. A random question goes into the hat as you were on the phone. Uh, Sam and just to paint a visual, the hat is like a police stripper hat. It's very weird. Today, there's plenty of we rotate through. There's plenty of different. I'll wiggle it around, Rove, when you pick it. Oh, okay. One jumped out. One actually leapt out. It is the one. You got to trust that. Oh, here we go. This is from um, R&B superstar Lunch Money Lewis, who wants to know. (laughs) His random question is: What's your favourite song? Can you sing the chorus? Sing no it. way! I won't. I would rather. I would. I would rather have a red hot poker stuck in my eye than do that <laughs> on any national platform ever. That's a. That's a like motion to the. There's no publicist in the room, but that's like a motion to the publicist in the corner that doesn't exist. What is your favourite yeah, right. song though? What is my favourite song yeah. ever? Yeah, if you had to have one. Like, okay, we're at karaoke. Yep. We're all hanging out at karaoke. <laughs> right, I have a really bad. Love I have it. a really bad karaoke trick that I that is unkind and sarcastic and and it should not be allowed but if I'm at karaoke and everyone's having a good time I sing Philadelphia from the motion picture soundtrack Philadelphia and everyone just goes what and it's just the darkest song of all time and it just it's just a mood killer and everyone goes what <laughs> I know, and and oh. and like one person in the room will get the joke, and the other people will just be really, really kind of frustrated. <laughs> That's wow. my go-to, and I sing it badly as well. That's good. It's a great party killer. Well, look, we are very excited to get you back in the country, and very excited for Jessica Jones. You can binge the hell out of it, Australia. Mm. Binge it hard. I'm, ex- I'm genuinely excited about this. Oh. I think it'll be a really great. I, I think it'll be really great. Absolutely. You'll dig it. You're a girl's girl. You'll really love it. I'm really, I'm so proud of this show. You know, it's a great show for girls. It's a great show for guys. Um, It's been so nice to talk to both of you and letting me geek out. Oh, of course. Thank you very much. (laughs) Jessica Jones premieres Friday, November 20 on Netflix, Sydney. Get amongst it. Binge yourself, stupid. Rachel Taylor, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rove McManus, Sam Frost. Today FM.